0: The dog days of August are upon us. Uh Illinois basketball players and coaches chilling a little bit before the next semester starts. What doesn't stop is recruiting, of course. And Scott Ritchie in this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball, zeroes in on a player he feels Illinois has to
1: get for the class of 2023. At this point, it's really Amani Hansberry or bust.
0: All right, Ritchie will take our questions on a. uh A range of things from schedules to recruiting to current rosters to his AP Top 25 poll. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. And I mean everyone. I'm happy. Because you know why, Scott Ritchie? I'm done skipping
1: Monday podcasts. Are you? Truthfully, I've... Because I think you might have missed more this summer than I did. Yeah, it's been horrible. Which is... I'm
0: always told, like, can't go on vacation. Right. And here I am uh, playing uh, different rules. So I apologize. Thank you. I'll be here the rest of the way. I will This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. Former beat writer when uh, Illinois made the... The Elite Eight. I like to remind Richie.
1: Yeah, like every podcast,
0: yeah, and, until it changes.
1: You know, the the team is inching closer. I guess to maybe getting back to that level.
0: Oh, it's going to happen this year. I know. I told you it was going to happen last year. Yep. And I was wrong.
1: Y- you were. I mean, if they make the Elite Eight this year, that'd be quite the accomplishment.
0: Oh, well, they have to. I'm <laughs> sick of this. You know, I'm tired of winning the Big Ten. It doesn't no longer thrills me. So, I need a deep tournament run, and I need it this year.
1: I mean, I don't think you're the only person that is, you know, chomping at the bit for that. And Illinois fans, I mean, I, th- I think they enjoyed the Big Ten regular season title and the tournament title the year before, but uh, when the season has ended as maybe disappointingly as it has the last two years, especially losing to Loyola. I mean, losing to Houston, like, that's not. Like, don't be too upset about that. That was a pretty good Houston team. But uh, you experience a little bit of success, then you just want more.
0: I'm texting Jeff D'Alessio, our editor. We're here at the podcast booth at uh, 2101 Fox Drive. It's raining. Uh, So I'm texting Jeff, can you roll my windows up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You could just, like, do that when you get out of the truck.
0: But it's a beater, right? So I never even roll the windows up. How about that?
1: Well I guess it's your choice. Yeah.
0: I am not driving I am not driving an NIL car is what I'm doing. Okay. How about that? It's an old Ford Ranger that I like to drive around town. Here -hmm. come some football players from the Westville Tigers. Also coming in uh, near the podcast booth. It's a busy day here at the News Gazette, is what I'm saying.
1: It usually is. And it just gets busier like when the school year is approaching.
0: All right, this is inside line eye basketball, Scott Ritchie. I don't know why you keep talking prep football and rain and stuff like that. God, I'm not sure.
1: And Sometimes I just get off on a tangent. Oh, here, wait, that's you.
0: Here's what we're going to do since we're in the dog days of August and the players aren't even on campus, right?
1: No. Practice, the summer workouts, eight weeks of summer workouts, ended last Tuesday. In fact, they ended a day early. Okay. Um and the players, you know, get the opportunity to go home for a couple of weeks before, again, the new school year starts. August, I think August 22nd is the first day of classes. the uh, Coaches as well get away. It's like really their, their only break as well when you consider, you know, some other gaps in the player schedule are filled with recruiting for the staff. But um, I know that, you know, Brett Underwood got a chance to talk with him last week. And as soon as he was done with us, his vacation was starting and the next morning he was going to be on a golf course in a warmer, more, you know, beach-centric climate.
0: So Willow Pond up in Rantoul is where I'm guessing.
1: I think you said south. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, so I'm going to devote this podcast, this basketball podcast, if you don't mind,
1: to asking you some questions. Okay. I'm, right? I might have some answers.
0: Well, there there be a, a change.
1: <laughs> Got me to the core. <laughs>
0: Some uh, some questions that only a beat writer can answer. I think. Okay. All right. Let's start with this, Scott Ritchie. Who's your number one team for your AP top twenty-five ballot that you will submit in what two months? I need yeah. to know your number one team
1: sometime in October. Um, that's a good question. Thank you. That was a good one. And there's a there's sort of like two contenders Don't. that like everyone's talking about It's Gonzaga. As North Carolina, I am tempted to make Houston my number one team.
0: What in the w- name of Kelvin Sampson are you talking
1: about? Well, let's let's break it down a little bit. They return, you know, a, pretty, a good chunk of last year's team that you know, made a uh, made that deep tournament run that you're looking for from Illinois. They get back Marcus Sasser and Jerome Marks, both who were hurt last year. You know, makes them, you know especially Marcus Sasser, you know, raises their floor and ceiling considerably. And then, you know, they added a five-star freshman, maybe, you know, certainly the first five-star in, like, the sort of modern recruiting era because um, they had some pretty good players there back in the 80s. But uh, Jairus Walker, uh, another freshman in Terrence Arsenault, who just fits everything Colin Sampson wants in a player like I'm fairly convinced that they could be the best team in the country. Now, am I saying Gonzaga's not good? No. North, am I saying North Carolina's not good? No. But it's okay to be different, and everyone else is going to pick Gonzaga or North Carolina would be my guess. I might be on, on a limb with Houston, and then I'm going to – they're playing a really interesting schedule too, like legit like games, non-conference against high major opponents.
0: Off to a bad start. It's got Richie over one on his answers.
1: I made some friends in Houston, at least. You did.
0: Uh, that uh, program seems to be, while maybe not nationally well-known in the city of Houston, complex-wise, facility-wise, talent-wise, seems to be bussin', as the kids say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I'm not even sure where to go after that. But, no, like, and, like, if you're... If you follow college basketball, you understand that Kelvin Sampson has built a super competitive program over the last, you know, three you know, three, four years. Like they're good. And they're probably better this season than they were last year. Especially with Marcus Sasser being healthy, like, that's huge. He went out in like early December and they still, you know, were a top ten team nationally.
0: Question number two for Scott Ritchie, our award-winning beat writer uh, for the last nine years plus at the News Gazette. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. What was the Sky Clark tweet
1: last night about? (laughs) I have no idea, but it, like, dominated the Internet for a a portion of the evening. But it was Sky Clark posing for a photo in someone's backyard, I don't know where, with Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. And I think Coleman Hawkins spoke for us all when he tweeted how the mm, expletive, do you know Spider-Man? And I don't know. It was amazing. You're over for 2. How am I supposed I, to? I need more information. No one that. knows the answer to that question. Because everyone was just Spider-Man. stunned that. Sky Clark. And like it was not only was it Toby Maguire, it was Toby Maguire wearing an Illinois jersey. Mm-hmm. The the good one too with the script Illinois f- font. Hmm. He's a little fella. Yeah, fun fact, most actors are like a lot shorter than you would yeah. imagine they are.
0: That angers me. Okay. In a weird way. Much like these little skinny golfers who hit the ball so far.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want a tall actor, though, Vince Vaughn is like six five. All right, there you go.
0: Someone get him a basketball jersey, quickly. All right, uh, back to uh, your preseason rankings. Uh, question number three uh, is Illinois your top ranked Big Ten team? No. Excuse me.
1: I mean, it's a pretty short word. There's not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, to misunderstand. It was when I say no, and like they're not even they're not the, if they're not the top team in my Big Ten power rankings, how are they the top team from the Big Ten and my preseason AP, AP top twenty-five?
0: Question three: A, are you on drugs?
1: Uh, no, but like, I think it's okay for Illinois not to be the top ranked team in the Big Ten because we don't know. If they are, like, they have a lot of talent, a lot of individual talent, but teams with a lot of individual talent don't always, you know, win the most games. We'll see what they look like in November, in December, probably have a better idea in February, like, what this team is capable of, but for now, I've got Indiana ahead of them, because they have talent and they also have some continuity, which is rare these days, and... Actually, I think that's it. I think only Indiana ahead of them. Seconds? Being, you know, quote-unquote ranked second in August means, you know, nothing. But it's better than if I had them like 12th.
0: Next question. Is uh, Brad Underwood and the team going to go watch Wayne Newton while in Las Vegas? (laughs) I (laughs) guess is Wayne Newton alive, Edmond? I think so. Um, so the question stands.
1: I hope they do, and I want to be there to see the reaction of the players who will have <laughs> no idea who Wayne Newton is. Um, I mean, it's not like a vacation for the team, but they will have more time in Vegas and they're playing basketball, so it, it'd be nice to get them to a show. I don't think it'll be Wayne Newton. That would be, I mean, he's like a Vegas icon, of course, but. There might be a revolt from the players if they're marched into a Wayne Newton show.
0: How about Lil Wayne Newton? (laughs) Uh,
1: I would pay money to see a show with Lil Wayne and Wayne Newton together. That would be worth it.
0: The question was prefaced in that it's a weird scheduling situation out in Vegas. Explain that.
1: Well, they have a day off in between games, and that's not... Typical, really, of these, you know, multi-team events. Usually, you play. Well, like last year, Illinois went to Kansas City for the Hall of Fame Classic and played on back-to-back days. It's mm-hmm. usually how it goes.
0: There's nothing to do in Kansas City,
1: mind you. Well, I mean, they have like they're downtown. There's like yeah, you know,
0: what do you? What, a restaurant? You go to Biagi's here and
1: same thing. Yeah, maybe barbecue. In Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I found some good barbecue. Uh, I was there. But Vegas, like they're going to play Friday and then have a day off and then play on Sunday. I don't know why. It's a curious schedule. But I'm, you know, I'm okay with it.
0: Next question uh, Did it take you six years to graduate at Eastern Illinois? I'm sorry, I misread that question. That was, <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect of Eastern Illinois' visit to Champaign? That was the real question. I'm so the sorry answer about to that. your someone
1: someone scribbled in a yeah some mean yeah staffer. Well, the answer to your first question, Jim, who <laughs> scribbled that in
0: three and a half years. You keep telling me that. I need transcripts. I really do. I need proof. Okay, that you did graduate early.
1: I think I have. That.
0: What do you do in Charleston? By the way, let's say if the team were to have a day off in Charleston,
1: <laughs> they'd drive back to Champaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you could go <clears throat> Dairy Queen. I think there's a Dairy Queen. Yeah, maybe. Casey's. I mean, there's some. Yeah. I mean, we, just, we didn't okay. like, venture out in Charleston. I'm, I'm a friend often. of Charleston,
0: actually. I like Charleston. We sell the News Gazette print editions in Charleston.
1: Yeah, I had a good time okay. in my time in Charleston. Uh, but as far as. Eastern coming to Champaign for that season opener. I don't expect much. Really? It was a rough first season for Marty Simmons last year. Five wins, which is, you know, not very many. Mm -hmm. And he's got, I think, ten newcomers this year. So it's a brand new team. I don't know that they're going to be much better. Some interesting connections, though. On that EIU roster, um, Jermaine Hamlin, former Illinois center, still on the team after transferring there last year. Um, They have Scott Hafner's son is on the team. He's a freshman. Um, Kyle Thomas is on the team, son of Daryl Thomas, who Marty played with at Indiana. Mm. And then P.J. Carlissimo's son is on the team, is an incoming freshman. That doesn't mean that they're going to play good basketball and uh, you know do what the uh, the last EIU team to play Illinois did and beat beat the Illini. That was an older more experienced team. I expect even this young Illinois team to handle their business. Next question.
0: For that season opener, Illinois will show up in what uniforms?
1: Probably just the regular home white jerseys. Wouldn't be my first choice, but I don't know that you break out the script Illinois for a, for Eastern.
0: All right. The Illini will celebrate their latest Big Ten title. On what night? Your guess, because they haven't announced it, and you're not privy. <laughs> yeah. So you got to think of what night would benefit. Can they bring Kofi back? Can they bring Granson back? Can they What night is that, Scott Ritchie?
1: We probably can't bring Jacob Grandison back because he'll be the Duke. And the overlap of the schedules probably doesn't work there. Um, if they try to bring Kofi back, I mean, that's going to dictate a lot of it. But I think you celebrate the Big Ten title with your first Big Ten game. They'll play an early December game. Against somebody. I don't know yet who, but that would seem like a reasonable time to do that. Because the rest of the home games, I mean, maybe you celebrate the Big Ten title to bring people in because the opponents aren't going to do it.
0: Great non conference schedule, just not at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, the best home game,
0: question mark,
1: non conference is Syracuse. And, like, that's not overly exciting because I don't think the Syracuse team is going to be. Wait, I'm getting a text. It's,
0: it's again from Jeff Delessio Who's Syracuse the, guy who's, who's agreeing saying, How dare you talk bad about the orange?
1: <laughs> I think you would agree with me that this is a pretty uh ho hum Syracuse team. And it's less fun also because you know Jim Beheim has run out of sons to play for him. <laughs> I had two I had both of them you know, on his team last year and they're both gone. Um Yeah, I mean if you take out the home games, great non-conference schedule. UCLA and then Baylor or Virginia in Vegas. Texas at Madison Square Garden. Bragging rights should be its always good. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, the home games just don't move the needle. Next question.
0: The line has Illinois favored by 17 points for the bragging rights game.
1: Was that was that a true or false? I'm going to say false. True or false? A false. That's too high, I think. Now, you know, Missouri obviously has a new coach, a lot of new players. I think they have exactly two guys that played in the Bragging Rights game last year, still around. Um, but Dennis Gates is kind of a, has been a coach on the rise. He turned Cleveland State, of all places, into a consistent winner over the last couple of years. Um, so I think it I mean Illinois will still probably be the favorite but I, I think 17 points is too many
0: true or false another one Illinois will go 2-0 in New York
1: City we'll only play one game there so false <laughs> <laughs> just like trick Texas. questions yeah. yeah Reggie making sure you're you're paying attention I think you just assumed <laughs> that they were playing the second game at the Jimmy B Classic, which is, the there are
0: two games happening. You, you appeared to be dozing off, so I just wanted to make sure you were still focused. There are two games
1: happening in New York that day, but Iowa and Duke are playing the other one. Um, so false, they will not go 2-0. <laughs> That's
0: the first one you've answered correctly all Man. whole podcast. Well, I
1: would me. beg to differ, but okay. All right.
0: You okay with that matchup? You okay with uh, Texas? how it played out? Yeah. Would you rather see him play?
1: Not Iowa, of course. I mean, I think Duke would have been fun. But, uh, I mean, Texas, it's, they weren't as good as everyone thought they'd be, including, I guess, myself last year in Chris Beard's first season. It turns out building a team only with transfers kind of tough because they don't know anything about each other. Um, but good amount of talent. And then Illinois has a Terrence Shannon factor, and he's two and zero against his former Texas Tech coach, so it could be three and zero.
0: This is the portion of the podcast where we venture away from basketball. Um, was the volleyball media day in Chicago a good thing?
1: Sure, and it was you know, mostly a made for TV event. Like it, they, it was at Big Ten networks. Downtown Chicago headquarters, and I think you know that was the focus was to provide what I assume is con- content, you know, for the duration of the season. Um, and really, I mean, the Big Ten is the best volleyball conference in the country, and they are putting more resources into it and putting more games on TV than any other conference. And still, might not be enough. Just for the the game as a whole. I mean, I think you need to see ESPN, you know, take some of that inventory and get it on TV. I mean, like, if you look at the NCAA tournament for volleyball, the early rounds are, I mean, they're streaming on, like, ESPN3 at best. Um, So those games, those need to be on TV. But, you know, the Big Ten, they're trying to lead from the front. And we'll see what that means.
0: One more non-football question. Brett Bielema's Illini. You've been on the beat uh, since practice started.
1: Good or bad? Well, Saturday marked the first time I actually like saw them do what people would recognize as football. Uh, mostly had seen stretching and a few individual drills before that. Um, I don't think my opinions changed any, though. Over the last, I guess, the first week of training camp is. There's some talent on the team. Um, running backs, are, I think, will be strong. Chase Brown, Josh McCray. I got some good defensive linemen: Keith Randolph, Johnny Newton, um, Sidney Brown in the secondary, Devin Witherspoon in the secondary. Like, there's, there's some talent. There's just not enough of it. I don't think, and there's, there's depth issues at a number of positions. Like once you get past the first string, it's like there's some real question marks. So I think if they're able to match last year's five and seven record, that'll be a win. But I could see fewer fewer wins in that as well.
0: All right, we got a couple more basketball questions in the uh hopper. When will Uben be open for practice? The uh
1: I think it'll be open for practice sooner than, like, the whole building is done. Because if they can get uh, into the gym as they're kind of putting the finishing touches on it, Brad Underwood will do that. Um, he, he hasn't been over there um, in probably all summer because he just said that he just wants to go back when it's finished. But I think they were shooting for essentially, like, around the start of practice, which would be kind of into September. So, I, I mean, if they can do that, I'd say that's a, a win. I mean, from the outside, it looks like the new building is going to look. But, I mean, I just drove past yesterday and, like, where their parking lot and, like, entrance is, like, it's still all just giant mounds of dirt. Like, there's there's work to be done there on the outside. And then, obviously, I haven't been in. I haven't been inside oven since... The day before okay. the team left for the 2020 Big Ten Tournament, hmm. because then the whole pandemic right. thing. So, when it's done, I think we're going to get a be a media tour, and hopefully, we'll be back in there on occasion or all the time. Brad Underwood, if you're listening, just invite us to practice. You can have my cell phone. I don't need it. Just thought.
0: Illinois will not have a uh, their class of 2023 will be all portal people. True
1: or false? It could be true. Now, I've, I think it will ultimately be false, but if they only sign like one high school player in the class of 2023, don't be surprised. Mostly because it's going to be a small class anyway, I guess. I mean, you never know what your roster is going to look like next year. I mean, a bunch of guys could transfer. I'm not saying it will, but you've seen that happen everywhere. Likely a small class, and with, like, five freshmen this year, I could see we're signing a high school recruit and then filling in with older guys, experienced veteran players, would make a lot of sense. That And the one, obviously, that they're focused on the most is Imani Hansberry. He released his top five um, last week at Illinois, Penn State, Miami, Auburn, and Virginia Tech. In that top five, and I mean, Illinois is pushing as hard as any of them. I mean, they ran three deep at every single one of his Peach Jam games that they could go to. So if it's not Imani Hansberry, though, I'm not sure where they turn because just there's a lot of other 2023 prospects that have either committed elsewhere. You know, the last couple weeks have been really busy. Either committed elsewhere or cut their list and didn't include Illinois, so the options have sort of narrowed considerably. Um, Imani Hansberry or Bust. How about that? Or But not Bust. Imani Hansberry or Transfer Portal may be starting as soon as December.
0: Worked out alright this past off season.
1: Yeah, I mean they had a, obviously a bigger class because so they brought in seven newcomers um but it was you know some really intriguing freshmen and then also two of arguably the top 15 transfers available so i think if you can strike that balance and that would be like every year i think that's sort of the new ideal because like the transfer portal is going to play a huge role (coughs) moving forward just forever
0: Next question: Who's your MVP
1: of this coming mm-hmm. Illinois basketball season that hasn't been played yet? You didn't need to say that. I'm just going pro- to smart, Alex. just going to provide some provide some context for our listeners. I'm going to say Terrence Shannon. It's from what I heard, the you know, just from summer workouts, like he kind of dominated <laughs> at times, and you know, he. You know this Illinois team could wind up being a lot like the, the Texas, Texas Tech teams we played on, where it's just a lot of talent. That's all sort of you know, everyone. Just, everyone averages ten points a game, essentially. Um, I feel like you know they want to make him a featured player, and there's a good reason to do that. And I think he, I mean, he attacked his summer. I don't know, just I think that bodes well for naming him. My MVP on August 8th.
0: Also on August 8th, what will Illinois be seeded for the NCAA tournament?
1: I'm going to give them a four seed again. Seems like a cop out. Let's say best uh, let's say three. I'm going to go three seed. I think that I'd be a little optimistic, but again, the talent is there. I would just like to see that talent on the floor together against another team. But I have to wait until the first week of November to do that. So I think a three seed.
0: What's the biggest team that scares you in that second round matchup that has been (laughs) Caused conniption fits. Everybody? (laughs) I mean. There's got to be a team out there. So if there's
1: three, that means they'd get. Like a
0: six. Perhaps. Um, Is that EIU math coming into play again?
1: Well, I only took a math class, and it was my freshman year, and it was at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I don't remember any of it. Um, Like a six seed, that would scare me. I think like a Texas A&M, maybe a Xavier in year one under Sean Miller. Like like if Kyle Neptune doesn't quite have it figured out early at Villanova, and like they don't win enough early games, like they could drop to that level. That they would scare me. Okay. I just literally pulled those names out of a hat.
0: All right, we'll remember that. Um, Next so when March. I'm
1: when I'm right and like that's the match. That'd be pretty weird. That would be amazing.
0: There's always that team that uh, Loyal of two years ago and then Houston had kinda had that same feel
1: yeah, well, last year. <clears throat> and I think in both situations, Loyal and Houston were underseated. Like Loyal shouldn't have been a nine. Or were they the eight? Either way. They should probably should have been a six and Houston probably should've been at least a three.
0: This is the last question, but it's a doozy. It's a tough one that you will fight me on. I can tell you already.
1: Okay. We're starting off on a good note.
0: Should be should we be worried about Brad Underwood leaving, being courted, being chased by some even big bigger blue blood,
1: maybe an NBA team? I don't think... I don't think it would be the NBA. Because I, I think a lot of college basketball coaches will look at the John Beeline situation and maybe realize that it's different. But I think in terms of a, a blue blood chasing Brad Underwood, it all depends on how long you think Bill Self's going to be at Kansas. because that'll be the job again that could <laughs> that could rob illinois fans of their basketball coach
0: last question I had a bonus question submitted justin and as the buzzer was signed in you know coaches uh, biggest challenge all coaches now is kind of keeping that locker room from going berserk over this nil business some players get money other players don't What do you think, Underwood, uh, how he handles that? you think he is he good at that? What's the secret? Is it enough to chase some coaches away?
1: Well, I think you've seen all of the changes in college athletics chase coaches away. Um, Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, um Lon kruger guys that maybe didn't want to deal with all that being a college basketball coach you know entails now. Um I think Brad Underwood handles it fine and I mean let's I think all you have to do is share this one message is like if you look at the NBA, like LeBron James makes more than Kendrick Nunn on the Lakers. And that's been the case in every professional sport in every league since they started paying players that some players make more. And like if all these guys in college basketball they, they want to get to the league, are they going to be upset that they're making the rookie minimum while LeBron's hauling in 50 million a year or whatever it is. Like it's just the reality of the situation. So I don't know, like be a grown-up and handle your business. Like, I don't think Brett Underwood lets nil like seep into the the bedrock of the program like he's protective of that culture that you know he's built and probably nip any of that stuff in the bud pretty quickly by essentially just being like like grow up like this is the reality
0: well the the report card's in ed bond just uh uh, gave it to me i i opened it you 34 percent congratulations Scott Ritchie. What's uh, the
1: what's the curve on that? <laughs> <laughs> you flunked. <laughs> well, uh, first we'll, time for everything.
0: Well <laughs> we can try it again maybe next week. Hopefully you'll do a little better. Actually Scott Ritchie gets passing grades all the time, straight A's. Every morning, at six AM, Alani dot com. Um, good morning, Illini Nation. We got a day pass at the News Gazette. If you're not a subscriber, check it out. It's a buck ninety. You can read over Richie for free. Listen to him for free for uh for a whole day. How about that? That
1: sounds like a steal.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, we will see you next week.